0: Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I’m David, accompanied by my friend
1: Jordan. Today we're going to be talking about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, which I gotta say took us quite a bit by surprise. Last week, uh, we talked about Metroid and we were going... Uh, we were discussing whether or not we should have waited recording on that episode a few days. Because Pokemon Day was coming up and I said, ah, we're just expecting uh, Legends RCS DLC. Like, they're not going <laughs> to announce anything, like, big at Pokemon Day this year.
0: Yeah, it's either that or, like, let's go Johto or something that wouldn't be too, too exciting. But nope, they, they were just like, here, here's a uh, Skylit and Vi- or <laughs> <Skylet> <laughs> <laughs> Violet and Scarlet. Uh, so... Very, very interesting that 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 happened to us. I, I think we're kind of cursed because this is another thing we got wrong in our predictions for the year.
1: Yeah, we're only uh, a couple months into the year and we're, we're way off. <laughs> we're going to have to
0: do some kind of update episode or something like, here we are in the middle of the year and this is how wrong we were so far. <laughs> so, uh, but... Anyway, uh, just to give a teensy bit of background, not going to spend too much time on the past of the Pokemon franchise. We've talked about that quite a bit, and it's no secret that, you know, there are lots of Pokemon games, and I'm sure many of you listening have played many of them. But the big thing here that I kind of want to bring to your attention is how there's usually a three to four year cycle between Pokemon generations. You know, 1996 for generation one to 1999 for generation two. Then 2002. So, you know, uh, three years in a row. uh, The longest wait that we had was generation three to four, um, which was uh, 2002 to 2006. You know, so Pokemon games are actually pretty fast (laughs) when they come out, at least from generation to generation, especially if you include like the remakes or some of the uh, sequel games that have come out. It isn't too crazy that they came out, but I mean, Jordan, were you expecting these games at all to come out this year?
1: (laughs) No, I was not. What what with the pandemic and also R C S coming out literally just a month ago? Yeah, <laughs> uh, this was nowhere near on my radar. It, no, and usually, like I said in a previous episode, usually we know a new generation is coming because like the anime is coming to a close. But they did the anime a bit differently this last uh, this last generation. So
0: right, and I'm actually caught up on it, so I can talk about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just. They're just exploring the world, you know, it didn't really take place in Galar, like past seasons have taken place in the actual region. So it's really weird that all of a sudden we're getting a new generation because they finished the Sword and Shield story ages ago. We had the uh, uh, the whole conflict with Eternatus and everything a long time ago, and now they're just exploring. So anyway, yeah, we, we don't have that guideline to know if we're done
1: yeah unfortunately um i didn't get to be surprised by the direct at all because they released it way early in the morning for me uh so (laughs) by the time i woke up the entire internet was ablaze with a generation 9 talk and everything (laughs) but
0: yeah it was like 7 a.m our time and i had set an alarm because i was like i might as well (laughs) just to see and i'm kind of glad i did since i got to see the announcement as it happened but yeah the internet did go kind of nuts because. Most people weren't expecting Gen Nine. They were not.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, three years. Uh, the three-year cycle holds true. Uh, the DS generation was really the only generation where it was four-year cycle. So a bit surprising there. But yeah, uh, Violet and Scarlet. There's not a whole lot we know about it. Um, mostly just that it's. Well, we we have a bunch of theories. We we only got really quick a really quick look at the new generation. Just like quick like screenshots and everything of just the region around and Pokemon we already know. And then they revealed the starters, which I'm really glad this time around they showed their 2d artwork first instead of their 3d, their 3d models. Cause when they revealed the starters for Sword and shield, uh, I honestly thought that they <laughs> all three looked exactly the same because <laughs> they just have like the exact same, like model, With a few little feature changes like bigger ears or webbed feet.
0: Yeah, they they are really similar. (laughs) Those little tiny guys. I I hadn't thought about that. I had forgotten. So that is really cool. And honestly, seeing the artwork for it as well, it kind of shows off their personality quite a bit more than just their 3D models, even though the 3D models probably have like animations and stuff to them. I don't know. I I just think that they all look pretty cute. I'm kind of excited for all three of them. We have... uh, Sprigatito, which is the little grass cat. Uh, sprig is in like a sprig of like grass or, or an herb or something. Um, and gatito for little cat. Very clearly a Spanish name. Fuecoco the fire um, starter. He's going to be a fire crocodile. <laughs> Cocodrillo is crocodile in Spanish. And fuego is fire. So it's fire crocodile. Then we have Quaxley, who uh, is a duck. Um... <laughs> His name isn't really inspired by Spanish, as far as I can tell, except it might be hinting towards uh, Don Quixote, one of the novels uh, that really kind of defined modern literature that uh, was written in Spain. Uh, He's got a cute little conquistador hat. But other than that, uh, yeah, he's just he's quacksly.
1: (laughs) I can definitely see them uh, uh, basing a lot of the starters off of Don Quixote because they did they did the journey to the West for a lot of starters back. In, like, Sinnoh and Unova, I believe, as well. Yeah. So, like, Embor and also Infernape are based off of uh, Journey to the West characters.
0: Right, right. And I have seen a couple of posts, like, on Reddit and stuff where they are showing that, you know, Quaxley is the protagonist, he's Don Quixote. And then Fuecoco is, like, the squire of Don Quixote, uh, Sancho Panza. And then Sprigatito is, like, uh, (laughs) Dulcinea del Toboso, like... Anyway, it's just it, they are probably based on the Don Quixote novel, but uh, we don't really know for sure. Uh, and we probably won't until we see their final evolutions.
1: I will say this is a really strong uh, set of starters, like probably the strongest we've seen since, I don't know, probably Gen 4, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah, th- for real. Like, I like all three of them,
1: <laughs> which is pretty rare. I Yeah, Gen 4 was the last generation where I liked all three of them.
0: Yeah. And usually the starters all grow on me. Um, I'll definitely have a favorite out of all of them, but yeah, no, I liked all three of these basically right off of the bat, and it's honestly hard to choose which one. I can't just stick to my guns and do water every single time because I really like all three of them.
1: I think I'm going to go with a few Coco, um, Crocodile. Really excited for that. He has a really derpy look to him. Yeah. Uh, I I, <laughs> I think he'll just be the most fun out of the three. I really like the, the duck a lot and the cat's pretty good too. But it, it the cat doesn't just doesn't stand out as much as the other two to me. Mm-hmm. So I guess it really depends on what their final evolutions look like. But I'm probably going crocodile. Which also notably about the crocodile is that uh, it broke the Chinese Zodiac rule with the starters.
0: I know. And so many people are upset about that. And a lot of other people are like... It was never confirmed to be a thing.
1: <laughs> it was highly likely. Uh, after after eight generations of it being really close, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a thing. Uh, I think this is fine. I think it's fine to break away from uh, traditions when it opens up design space. And so absolutely, if they just felt like, well, we really want to do a crocodile, then do the crocodile. Don't don't limit yourself just because of arbitrary rules that you set for yourself 20 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that you set with Gen 2 and then continue with Gen 3 and then have just possibly followed. Yeah, no, I, I really like the crocodile. And who knows, maybe he'll evolve into a uh, a form that looks more like a dragony snake of some kind instead of just being a Big giant crocodile. He just loses
1: his legs. Uh, Although Snivy did. I'd rather have him stay as a crocodile. Oh, I would too. I would too. But I don't know. Maybe they'll find, they'll like reference some sort of legend that I don't know about of like a lizard losing its legs, becoming a great snake or something.
0: Maybe that. That's totally possible. Um, I just also really hope that Sprigatito does not stand on her hind legs. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) all I want. Please. You know that's going to be the feminine one in the end.
0: Yeah, but they they can still make her feminine and not stand on her hind
1: legs. And not become Delphox. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Delphox or, uh, I mean, uh, the other cat starter that we had, Lytton, you know, it became (laughs) Incineroar. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I just really hope that... they keep those front paws on the ground because we don't have, like, a tiger or a cat starter. It'd be really cool,
1: but... Well, you we do have a tiger or a cat starter. It's, it's an incineroar.
0: <laughs> well, one that looks not human.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, cats and Pokemon do not have a good track record.
0: No, they never do.
1: <laughs> Except for, I guess, Meowth.
0: Except Meowth has always been on its hind legs. I actually had a discussion with this in a Discord server the other day where they were like, I could have sworn that Meowth was... Always designed to be on four paws, at least initially, and then it learned to stand later. And no, all of its official art has it standing on its hind legs. It still looks like a cat, but it is on its hind legs all the time. But yeah, cats are, are well, cats and most animals, honestly. Um, Pokemon tends to make them look a lot like humans. And I really hope they don't do that.
1: Yeah. So if you had to decide which one are you going to go for?
0: Quaxley is probably my top choice right now, but I'm also leaning towards Brigadito. I just think okay. she looks adorable. Either way, you know, when we get to the end game and we can start breeding eggs, I'll be sure to send you the ones that you're missing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping that Fue Coco is not a fighting type.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, actually uh, has a lot of design inspirations from a pepper. I don't know if you noticed that. Some people are like, wow, it looks like an apple. It's like, no, it's very clearly a pepper because <laughs> it's spicy. Um, And so a lot of people are actually hoping that it's Fire Ghost and becomes a ghost pepper. What do you think about that?
1: I think that'd be really cool. My big problem with this, uh, these kind of theories, is a lot of them are based off of like English names and puns off of that. And this is a game made in Japan, right? Yeah. So it's a ghost pepper in English. Is it called a ghost pepper in Spanish or Japanese? Those two languages are both going to take precedence over English for this game in particular.
0: Yeah, I honestly don't know. I'd have to like look we, at their actual
1: names. We get this all the time with Yon Mega and people saying, why isn't Yon Mega a dragon type? And it's like, well, it's not called a dragonfly outside of English, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, it does happen quite a bit. I mean, a lot of the English names are actually really cool and do really inspire a lot of their designs. But yeah, there are some that just don't quite hit home, um, yeah. especially when it comes to Titan. So
1: that, so I'm just really cautious about whenever uh, fans try to speculate based off of the English names that we have. And it's, uh or like yeah like english words and puns off of that and it's like i i don't i don't think so like japan loves it, loves its puns but a lot of them they're just not aware of with with english and some of them
0: (laughs) don't even translate like from what i understand bonsai actually has a really good japanese pun that i don't understand like sudo udo which is like you know sudo wood Mm bonsai actually has one similar to that but bonsai just didn't translate well into English, (laughs) so they just did bonsai. (laughs) That is just one example. And also, I just want to point out to our listeners out there, be very careful of starter leaks, especially since it feels like Pokemon is gaining even more traction because the series is going in a direction that people are actually enjoying again. Um, There's going to be a lot of fake art that people are going to pretend are like, pictures that they've taken from secret Game Freak monitors or something to be like, look, this is the final evolution.
1: Uh, Game Freak's not good at, like, containing some leaks.
0: No, they're not, <laughs> but also don't believe everything that you see. <laughs> there have already been a couple that are like, look, these are the leaked forms, and people are responding, what, really? Where's your source? <laughs> just, just wanted to put that out there.
1: <laughs> I will say, uh, on the topic of, like, Ghost Pepper, I would I, Ghost is definitely a type I would really like. Um, so far, I guess we've already had two now, two ghost starters with, what was it, decidui, and now Typhlosion from Arceus. Uh-huh.
0: Exactly. Those are the only two.
1: Um, I, I still would prefer a type that hasn't had a starter treatment yet. It looks like my bug <laughs> my bug type is missing out once again in a generation.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, a shame. And I
1: don't think any of these are going to be ice unless if Quaxly takes it. So
0: Spigatito <sighs> might gain the fairy typing. That's what I've seen. If it
1: off the top of my head, what other types have not yet had the starter treatment? And does dragon count? Because Charizard has a dragon like Yeah, the Mega Evolution. Mega Evolution. So does Septile actually.
0: Yeah, both of them got that.
1: Do we have a rock type? I don't think we've had a rock type yet.
0: No, I don't think we have. We've had ground for sure. Mm-hmm. We've had flying <laughs> with Charizard. Uh
1: let's see. The only electric we've had has been Pikachu, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, which is really fascinating. A lot of people thought that uh, Bunny's final evolution was going to be electric type, and then they didn't do any dual typings for Gen 8. I don't know, I'd have to sit and think uh, when it comes to all the starters types. We've had a lot of fighting types.
1: (laughs) Fighting is just a really easy type to make a design off of, I think. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of design space to it. And so that's why we get stuck with it a lot. The problem is fighting ends up with really dumb looking Pokemon, in my opinion. Sorry to <laughs> all the fighting fans.
0: <laughs> they end up looking more humanoid. <laughs> yeah, We've had dark types when it, with Incineroar and Greninja and also now um, Samurott's Hisu- Hisuian form.
1: All right. So I looked it up. It looks like the only three types that haven't had the star treatment are Rock, Bug, and ice so far. And so I think the only one that's still in the running is probably I could see rock out of a few cocoa.
0: Yeah, that's very possible. I don't I don't know if I would like it as much. No. <laughs> but it is possible.
1: Man, it'd be really cool if it was a fire ice. That'd be sweet.
0: That would be really cool. Have we had a fire ice type Pokemon before? I, I think that might be one of the combinations that's never been done.
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head.
0: The only one that I can think of is Darmanitan, but that's me conflating the regular Unovan form and its Galarian form. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, anyway, anyway, beyond all those typings, um, it is likely that they won't do any dual typings again.
1: I personally hate it when they don't do dual typings.
0: I I agree. It makes them far less interesting to use. I did not really enjoy using um, non-hidden ability uh, (laughs) Cinderace. (laughs) (laughs) And Sinners was like, okay, you're, you're just fire. Like, you could have been fighting, I guess. I wouldn't have enjoyed that, but at least it would have been something else that gets stabbed. Though it does get Libero as its hidden ability, which changes its Wait, type with a move. were the Galarian
1: starters all just monotype?
0: Yeah, they were all monotype.
1: Oh, man. All three of them. I hate Sword and Shield. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just every time I get like dragged back into that game, it's just, where, where's the redeeming qualities of this? But yeah, they were they were all monotype, which made them, I don't know,
0: the starters are not really that used in competitive like at all. Bunny was for a time. Well, actually, Rillaboom is used a lot because it has the hidden ability that sets grassy terrain upon entry and it has grassy glide, so it can deal some quick damage really fast. That uh, grassy glide gives you a uh, top priority in moving when you're in grassy terrain so Rillaboom does get a lot of use but uh intelion nope cinderace not as much anymore um th- those are kind of the starters and some of the uh different typings that we could potentially expect um who knows what they'll end up doing we'll have to wait and see when it comes to their designs usually we get wait I- i'm trying to think do we get the mid evolutions before we get the finals or do they just give us the finals
1: it goes to mid usually.
0: Okay. I, I just always forget how these cycles go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we won't see. So with how the cycle with their uh, media cycles usually go, we are, we're not going to see another trailer until what would be typically a week before what, where E3 would have been if E3 wasn't canceled. Right. And then in like mid July is when they would start doing like a heavy push where it's like almost every week they reveal a new Pokemon and try to treat it as its own trailer.
0: And they'll give us a 24-hour live stream of just random ambient noises where a random Galarian Ponyta will just show up for, like, four seconds. (laughs) That was how Galarian Ponyta was revealed. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I remember. It was... (laughs) Well, we also got, like, Impidimp.
0: Yeah, Impidimp did show up, but it wasn't a very clear shot compared to Ponyta. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What a way to waste all your fans' time. (laughs) I know, (laughs) right? Just think of, like, all the collective human time that they wasted with that. (laughs) For
0: real. They could have just given us the image. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, we'll we'll have to see what kind of interesting things they'll do for this. I don't think we'll get another one of those 24 hour live streams, but who knows? Pokemon can do whatever they want. They're a huge media company. Um, But anyway, well, let's talk a little bit more about some of the things that actually happened in the trailer that we ended up seeing um, and some of the official information from the website. Uh, The first thing I wanted to talk about was how open the world is. It's honestly Kind of incredible how the world looks um we were treated to a whole bunch of shots that showed towns just placed within the world where there didn't seem to be loading zones and the routes actually looked interesting with all sorts of hills and paths and not a single patch of grass in sight it actually looks like it's going to be open world like the website says it is and that really excites me especially after how much fun arceus was what do you think about
1: it i'm gonna have to see gameplay before i get excited um I have a (laughs) I have a nasty feeling that it's they're going to try and like make it different from Arceus in some way and probably for the worse. Mm. Um, It'll I personally think the whole world is just going to be like the wild area of Sword and Shield.
0: Yeah. So you run into a Pokemon and it starts an encounter or something or just kind of boring with nothing in it.
1: So like it will be well, it won't be so like there, there, there will be a lot more thought into the world or anything or stuff like that. So it will be open world. You will seamlessly transition between like cities and a wild area, but you have to like go and walk up to the Pokemon and touch them to start an encounter. And then you do the traditional Pokemon encounter and then you leave and it's not going to be as seamless as what Arceus was.
0: I mean, I could see that, but have you seen the shot on the website um, of Pikachu fighting a Larvitar right on the route? I have not. Yeah, so at uh, scarletviolet.pokemon.com, I'll just copy the image and uh, send it to you uh, while I'm talking uh, right here. But it's this really like interesting shot that shows you fighting a Larvitar with a Pikachu. And I believe the Japanese site has a different camera angle on it, so the character's still standing in the same place, but the camera is from Larvitar's perspective. So... That could lead both directions. (laughs) Um, A lot of people are really hopeful that seeing Larvitar fighting Pikachu like this is that you just kind of like threw your Pokeball and Pikachu jumped out and you just start fighting immediately like in Arceus. But considering that there's a different camera angle in on the other website. Is that it might be that kind of like dynamic camera that Pokemon has been doing for a few generations where it just kind of rotates around the field as you're battling.
1: Those also look like pretty static positions for the po- for all the models to be at right for the battle to be a backdrop of some battle. It doesn't feel as natural of an area to just randomly encounter something like an RCS, But this is also a cherry picked like photo that they use for media purposes. So I guess that probably doesn't mean
0: a whole lot. Right. So, I I don't know. I'm really hoping that it's going to be like Arceus. I don't want the battle system to be the same as Arceus. I want it to go back to turn-based without the speed priority. Um, (laughs) Weird turn-making thing that Arceus has. But, I mean, it is totally possible that it is traditional battling and random encounters. Well, not random encounters, but cutscene encounters, I guess we can start calling them.
1: Which I guess wouldn't be the worst. It's just that I've gotten down... After, after Sword and Shield, I just have, like, the default position that Game Freak's going to do, the, like, the minimum amount of effort for anything going forward. And I I feel like it's too soon for the experiment of Arceus to really have any effect on the rest of their games yet.
0: Yeah, and that's that's highly possible. Though I have heard people say the opposite, that Arceus was actually a spin-off team that took some of the ideas from Gen 9 that they were, like, starting to piece together. And extended it further um so changing up the battle system making it more seamless and faster catching even i don't know <laughs> we'll have to see actual gameplay like you said
1: yeah which <laughs> we might not see like a full gameplay loop like we did with rcs until they finally released it
0: yeah exactly <laughs> it's just gonna be shots of random stuff <laughs> i guess <laughs> Super zoomed out so you can't see any of the new Pokémon that are spawning in on the route, and definitely none of the new characters. Uh, Something else about the trailer that I wanted to point out, um, I already mentioned the Spanish influences of the uh, names of the Pokémon, but also we see a map in the actual trailer of the Iberian Peninsula in the real world portion of the trailer, and also a picture of the region map, though it is cut off and we only see a small portion of it that also looks like the Iberian Peninsula. So it seems like the game is based primarily in Spain itself, though there might be a couple of references or a city that uh, shows some of the culture of Portugal. I'm really excited to see Spain. I don't know what you think about it, though.
1: I'm really excited to see Spain. Um... I'm surprised that they're going to Spain immediately after the UK. It, so now so now we've had France, UK and now Spain, um, <laughs> which all three of them are like right next to each other. It's kind of uh, it's it's a really good region. Um, personally, I don't know much about Spain. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of like big tourist attractions that they'll try to like pokemonify. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do, but I don't have really anything to like base my expectations off of.
0: Yeah, and that that's totally fair. But Spain is actually one of the most like biodiverse regions in Europe for a single country anyway. It has a desert, it has really pretty coastlines, it has mountainous regions, it has like flatlands. So we'll see a lot of variation that we normally see in Pokemon regions in this new region, uh, but maybe even more so. You know, it almost feels like Unova in a lot of ways where Unova had the desert and then like lush cityscapes, but then also like kind of creepy forests and kind of mountains. It feels a lot more diverse than Galar definitely did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, uh, Unova didn't make sense to be as biodiverse as it did if it was truly based off of new york
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> where, where, where did that uh, desert come from but i have no idea <laughs> so game free can just make up whatever they want like the original four pokemon games were pretty biodiverse despite all being in japan they are still fantasy worlds
0: yeah exactly but it's nice to see it more than sword and shield work Again, just harping more on Sword and Shield, I guess. <laughs> Some of the really pretty things are like that giant cathedral-like Pokemon League building. I mean, I don't know if it's the Pokemon League, but it has a giant Pokeball on it, so you can only assume. Um, that's based off of one of the huge cathedrals in Spain. I forget its name. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. But like huge tourist attraction, very beautiful cathedral. Really cool to see it in the Pokemon world, to be honest. But anyway, really excited to see what the region looks like. Uh, the actual like landscapes and stuff actually look pretty nice in the trailer so far, though you can definitely see that they're struggling still from a performance standpoint, which for a build this early before the game's actual release is okay. uh, I just really hope that they nail down some of that performance and visual stuff. I mean, heck, I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but the shot with the windmills, all three windmills were spinning at a different frame rate. Did you see that? <laughs> I did not.
1: <laughs> you think they would have learned from the Arceus trailer. Well, kudos on them for not uh, trying to manipulate the, <laughs> the the trailer. I know,
0: but I, I was just watching it. I was just like, wait a minute. All three of them are different. Anyway, it was just, it was so funny. I, I also want to talk briefly about the player character. <laughs> the player character is the most bland looking Pokemon character I have ever seen. And I am not excited to play as them.
1: <laughs> I think the the main, the, the male character looks really similar to um, Sun and Moon's main character, male character.
0: It's possible. I mean, I don't know. They just look so boring, especially yeah. in the trailer. It's just a
1: kid with like a shirt and shorts and a hat. And for some reason, it seems even less recognizable than what Red was wearing in the first game. Yeah, for real. Despite Red wearing the most like generic clothes possible. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: being sprites. <laughs> like a tiny little sprite. I also hate the art direction they've gone for the face. I don't know if you noticed that. I haven't. They are like stepping away from the Sugimori art style that Sword and Shield and Arceus had. And they're moving more towards the Pokemon Snap art style when it comes to the actual character models. And I don't like it. It looks kind of uncanny where they're trying to be more realistic, but also still trying to maintain some of that more like anime feel. It's it's the eyes. The eyes are small again, not the big anime eyes like we've seen in Pokemon for the last like three generations. I, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't spend much time looking at the main characters. <laughs> I saw the trailer a couple of times, but I didn't do a frame by frame look at everything. Um one thing that I did notice. Well, so immediately after saying I didn't do frame by frame, but that was actually a lie. I did do a frame by frame at one specific spot because there's one thing I want from Pokemon, like at, like just a ton, is a new type. And they had a quick shot of like the, a plaza of a city. And with in, in that plaza, there was a whole bunch of like types in a circle. So I froze that and counted all the types and it came out to 18, which is the same amount of types that we currently have.
0: Ugh. It would have been cool to get another one.
1: So it is confirmed there will be no new type,
0: unless we discover it throughout the course of the game.
1: I don't, they're not I don't gonna think do so. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like when they introduced fairy type, it was a pretty integral part to that game.
0: Yeah, it was. They talked about it all the time.
1: <laughs> it was all over X and Y. If If you could add another type, what would it would be David. Uh,
0: another type. I I would. I might go for something like light type, though. That's I don't know. Fairy seems to kind of cover that whole light thing. I don't know. I can't really think of anything else because the current type system is so ingrained in my head.
1: <laughs> you probably have better ideas than me. I would like a fungus type. It makes no sense that fungus is slapped into plant. Like <laughs> or bug. Fung- like both. Fun- fungus and plants are are gra plants and fungus are like really far apart from each other. Like <laughs> On the evolutionary tree,
0: hey, you've got a point there.
1: <laughs> fungus are closer to animals; <laughs> they really are. So, I would like a fungus type, um, and I, I think that you could have some differences, like get rid of the the weakness to flying or whatever. Because I, I, how many birds eat fungus? Yeah, not Probably that some. many. <laughs> but it's not like as prevalent as like grass or anything. Uh, you could make it so it's super effective against psychic. Because Ooh, of like yeah. psychedelic effects and stuff.
0: And there are quite a few existing Pokemon that could receive that typing. You know, you've got the Morlo line. You've got uh, Paris and Parasect. You've got um, the Amoongus line. There are quite a few mushrooms yeah. <laughs> in the game <laughs> that are either bug, grass, or I guess fairy type in the case of Morlo. <laughs> that might make people like Shenotic finally. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> we could also make it the Fairy Slayer and make it so it's super effective against fairies.
0: That would be pretty cool because fairies are definitely the most powerful type in the game right now.
1: So maybe maybe it it would like fill a role of like a more offensive kind of green or grass. I I said green because like magic is on my mind, but (laughs) (laughs) it both would be classified as green creatures.
0: I think that'd be really, really quite cool. That would that would actually make for three different green colors. If fungus was going to be colored green, it's icon, I mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it could be like. Another shade of purple. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway.
0: I mean, now I'm also thinking about different states of the current types because you've got water and ice. So, like, what else could be done there? (laughs) Could you do fire and gas?
1: That'd be cool. Gasly would have to be moved from poison to. Finally. There's no
0: reason for it to be a poison type.
1: I just. Well, I mean, it's literally called Gasly. Gas.
0: Whatever. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) then lots of speculation when it comes to how you could actually fix the type table. Like, I know one of your things is to always, always point out that bug and ice types need some kind of buff.
1: Absolutely yes yes i do not understand i don't understand why water resists ice
0: because ice is water i don't know <laughs> uh,
1: ice ice freezes water
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's so dumb and then bugs are just the worst type period they're so bad yeah
1: they really need to fix a bunch of the resistance as a bug make it so that like fighting and ghosts no longer resist bug and then make it so bug is now super effective against fairy and you definitely fix bug type
0: exactly especially since a lot of the bug types um are usually the like early to evolve types you know your butterfree your beedrill etc buffing bug type a little bit would probably make it more likely for people to keep those early bugs on their team
1: or it might incentivize Game Freak to make more late game bugs like Scyther.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Vulcan Rolla, If that's how, I forget if that's how you actually pronounce that name.
1: So I guess this kind of like blends into what we actually want out of this game. I want them to move away from <laughs> the traditional like route table Pokemon from the early game where you always have to have a worm. You always have to have an early bird and all that. Uh, I know I'm not going to get my wish, but. It'd be really nice if we start mixing things up and maybe make it so ice Pokemon show up before the eighth gym.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at least that one,
1: (laughs) please. I don't I don't know why ice is always at the end of the game when it's one of the weakest types.
0: For real, like there's no reason to ever put an ice type on your team unless they're your favorite Pokemon or something. I never put an ice type on my team ever because they're so late and I've already got EV trained Pokemon because I understand how EVs work for having my team with me longer my Pokemon are just going to be stronger and stuff like that. And I mean, one other thing that they could do to really free up and adjust that route table is have the route tables actually progress somewhat with you as you get stronger. Um, So like different spawns start appearing as you get different badges. Or if the game really is open world, that you can go to end game routes and try and catch some of the more powerful stuff or some of the ice stuff right off of the bat.
1: I think that would be so cool. If it's truly open world and I see a mountain, I'm running straight there because I'm going to have a nice Pokemon on my starting team. (laughs) (laughs) I am determined.
0: Yeah, that'd be so good. I mean, and speaking of open world, another thing that I would really enjoy is the ability to choose the order I want to get badges and have them scale in difficulty. Yeah. uh, Based on where I am. Uh, One of the reasons that I've really enjoyed that idea is... um, what was it? The Pokemon origins anime that was on YouTube. The one that starred red and blue. Do you remember mm-hmm. that one?
1: Yeah. And then like Brock pulls out like four Pokeballs and only takes two. Cause he's like, you don't have any badges yet. So you have to go for the easier test.
0: Yeah, exactly. That that's exactly what I was referring to is if the gym leaders had a system like that and could curtail the difficulty to the trainers that are actually fighting, that'd be awesome because it's always been confusing in the Pokemon world. like, Kids that start off in the Pokemon League are going to start in different towns. So if they start at the late game, are they going to have to fight a level 60-something Pokemon like when they're only level 5? Or are the gym leaders actually going to try to curtail their difficulty like Brock did in that anime? I'd really love them to actually explore that in the game. And an open world game seems like the perfect opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah, I'd also like it so that you can then revisit after becoming champion or something to then play against them at their at their fullest team.
0: Right, like some of the rematch battles in the past where they've actually been like fully loaded out with strong Pokémon. Yeah. Which hasn't been really a thing. <laughs> I mean, Sword and Shield kind of sorta almost did it with the Star Tournament, but that that doesn't really count. <laughs> I'd rather do it at their gyms and only against them. What else? What else are you looking forward to, Jordan, or not looking forward to? What else do you want? Uh
1: I'm I always say I I always want double battles. Uh double battles are always stick around in Pokemon games, but I would love the feature to just make it so every battle in the game is a double battle.
0: It's so much more interesting. Double battles are the way that Pokemon battles should be. I hate singles. So tired of singles being the main gameplay.
1: Yeah, like keep it in. That's fine. But give me the give me like a secret menu where I can change it to just all doubles at the start of the game. (laughs) It'd
0: be awesome. That'd be so cool. It's one of the reasons why I really like Colosseum and XD, even though those games kind of have their difficulty problems because they're so old they are really fun because they're double battles every battle yeah i mean if there's also a secret menu they also should have a difficulty option
1: oh that's exactly what i was about to say (laughs) beat you to it (laughs) give me give me a difficulty option where every trainer has six pokemon (laughs) that that would be nuts i am so tired of how many battles in like sword and shield and also Arceus, whatever where they have like three rocket grunts or whatever they're called for that current game lined up in a row and they all only have one pokemon (laughs) (laughs) i'd rather fight one grunt with three pokemon than three grunts with one pokemon that way i have less like transitions between each battle
0: yeah that honestly like i just have to say that was one of the most disappointing things about Arceus was how most of the battles were like one pokemon
1: yeah yeah so if we were to get an Arceus game where we have like full trainer battles like that's it that's what i want yeah it'd be Um, so good And I'm really hoping they do it this game because one of the like one of the main things with open world games is you have the entire world to go explore and do whatever you want. But there is like an intended path and straying from that intended path has the consequences of just upping the difficulty usually. So maybe they'll like dissuade you by having full uh, team Pokemon battles off the beaten path.
0: That'd be so cool. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, man. <laughs> I've also just always wanted a Pokemon game that's just got every region in it just to do stuff like that where, you know, there, there's a better way to go about things and it would be really cool to see bits and pieces of that here in Scarlet and Violet.
1: So, I don't know. I'm really excited. Um, Well... I need to see gameplay before I'm excited. I am very (laughs) hopeful, is what I should say. Cautiously optimistic. Game Freak has not really given me a lot of confidence, aside from Arceus. Arceus was really good.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I I really do think that these games have a lot of potential, especially after playing through Arceus and still kind of being hooked to Arceus. But yeah, Game Freak really needs to kind of show me more before I commit. Well, I'm going to get them no matter what, because they're Pokemon games.
1: (laughs) And that's that's part of the problem, right? You and I are... And every other Pokemon fan are going to get them whether they have everything we want or not. (laughs) So why does Game Freak even need to listen to us?
0: Uh, I don't know. Because we all want it to be better. We want them to do better.
1: Um, I'm excited to play with my Fire Crocodile in like eight months, nine months. I know.
0: I can't believe it's coming out this year. I'm still kind of in awe that we didn't get Johto Let's Go games or uh, or Arceus DLC. I still
1: don't think you can do a Let's Go game ever again. Not after Arceus.
0: No, you can't. We thought it was possible. That was one of the things we said before Arceus came out was that maybe we'll get Let's Go Johto because Arceus is just kind of a side game that's not going to be very good. And then Arceus was really good. And now we can't go back. They can't do it to us. They just can't. (laughs) But they will. Uh, they probably will. <laughs> They're Pokemon. They can do whatever they want. They get away with it every single time. No matter how many fans or go to Twitter and get super salty about literally anything, Pokemon doesn't care. Game Freak doesn't care. I mean, they want us to be happy, but you know. <laughs>
1: So on that happy note, (laughs) I think uh, we kind of covered everything we wanted to talk about with this episode.
0: Yeah, I think that's just about it. Um, Of course, there are all sorts of theories going around right now, but there just really isn't enough concrete stuff to really kind of mention a lot of them. I will say, though, that the names Violet and Scarlet and the little icon in the Japanese logo seem to indicate that... The main mechanic or whatever power the legendaries have will have to do with light. Maybe not light versus dark or like the sun versus the moon, because we already had sun and moon legendaries in sun and moon. (laughs) But uh, Scarlet and Violet, they're like the two ends of the visible light spectrum. So there might be something there. And I won't I won't speculate too much more on that. I just thought that was interesting and thought I'd bring that up.
1: I, yeah, that's actually a really interesting one that I, I haven't heard up to now.
0: Who, who knows? It's much better than the theory that the legendaries are going to be based
1: off of oranges and grapes. I don't get where the oranges come from. Oranges aren't scarlet. It's in the name. I and know, people... it's scarlet. <laughs>
0: people are like, but, but Spain has oranges. Like, but it's scarlet.
1: <laughs> it's called an orange.
0: <laughs> Plus, there are like little stars and things in the logos, which.
1: Yeah. So that leads me to believe that like the legendary is probably going to be a ghost type again because outside of ghost and maybe psychic, I don't think we've seen any stars like that on Pokemon. Unless we got cosmic type. Ooh, that'd be really nice time to add in cosmic type, right? Oh, that'd be so sick. It's not going to happen, though.
0: Would they have to change the typing of Cosmo, Cosmo, uh, Cosmo, Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All the space legendaries. Like that's one of the problems with the, like the idea of the cosmic type is it's almost entirely legendary. So it would have to be. Changed
0: and Clefairy. No, nope, just kidding. Clefairy already got changed to Fairy.
1: <laughs> well, it'd be Fairy Cosmic.
0: That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Deoxys would probably change too because it is the space DNA Pokemon, but that's uh, mythical. So,
1: anyway, there's also that like Area 51 Pokemon from Unova that I forget its name.
0: From Unova,
1: the like detective alien thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Behem and Egelium, however you pronounce those yeah. really weird names. <laughs> that That would work because they are aliens. They're UFOs. That's kind of all I have for theories that I'm really interested in. I, I think that light is definitely something to do with it since it's scarlet and violet. There's also the one last thing I will say is scarlet and violet were the original two colors of the Spanish flag. Well, not original, but the two main colors of the Spanish flag about, I think it was like 50 or 60 years ago, maybe 100 years ago. So that's another Theory that buys into the whole Spain thing,
1: but it's pretty confirmed that it's Spain.
0: I mean, we saw the map, <laughs> and I've seen all sorts of people that live in Spain make threads all over Twitter that are like, "Oh yeah, this particular shot is referencing this thing in Spain." Like clearly, it's Spain. We've done whole dissections, so it it's Spain, yes. Though there might be references to uh, Portugal, like I said but we'll have to
1: see well portugal might just be the dlc right
0: it, that's totally possible yeah though if they were to add dlc i'd definitely rather go to kalos because i need to see kalos in 3d on a better i mean system. kalos was in 3d <laughs> that's what i mean I, I i appended that statement with on a better system
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there was a lot of theories already that like kalos was gonna be stapled on to Galar. but
0: well and there was the other theory that kalos is gonna be stapled on to alola as well <laughs> Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, there was another theory a while ago that after that Ultra Sun and Moon, we would go visit either Kalos or Kanto. (laughs) And neither of
1: those happened. Yeah, I guess through wormholes, that makes sense. Sure, all right. (laughs) You get on a
0: boat or a plane, I don't know. (laughs) These, These games are just so fresh. It's just so fun to speculate about them. And I'm sure there'll be theories all over the internet about them. But as it stands, you know, we've mentioned this already. We're both cautiously optimistic we will both definitely get these games but uh we would definitely like to see more gameplay any other thoughts from you jordan
1: no i think i'm good
0: all right cool i guess that wraps up the episode then uh thank you so much for listening to this episode of the nintendo fusion podcast we really appreciate you listening uh be sure to drop us a like leave us a review uh drop a comment share us with your friends all of that stuff helps the show grow so that we can continue to share our opinions with the Nintendo world at large. Also, be sure to join our Discord server. Uh, head to nintendfusion.com Discord, and you can chat about all things Nintendo with us. And on that note, we'll say thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.